I think art is that which we are sort of compelled to do. Art is whatever you need it to be. Art is part of human nature. Art is a thing we can't explain with words. Art is an invitation. Art is an expression of our human nature. Art is political. Art is resistance. Art is compulsory catharsis. Art is creative imagination. Art is intangible. Art is expressing one's soul. Art is the point. 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 Thanks for tuning in to KWVA News, Arts and Culture. You're listening to University of Oregon's one and only campus radio station, KWVA Eugene, 88.1 Wonderful. Thanks so much for tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm glad to have you here. On this week's show, we have an all-new Lounge with Lex, on which she discusses Bella Hadid and The Weeknd and Cardi B's relationship with Azalea Banks. Next up, we have an all-new Generation Radio, on which Amira discusses topics like Kanye, new tracks, and Childish Gambino, among other things. So don't touch that dial. This is Arts and Culture. You are listening to KWVA Eugene. My name is Alexis, and this is Lounge with Lex, which is my show where we sit back, relax, and talk about some of the latest things going on in the world of entertainment news. This week, I have two different stories for you guys, and even though there's only two stories, there's a lot to unpack in each one. So I just want to go ahead and get started, and the first story is going to involve Bella Hadid and The Weeknd getting back together. So if you weren't aware, the two, in fact, are back together, and if you don't know who I'm talking about at all, Bella Hadid is a very, very famous model. She's friends with Kylie and Kendall Jenner. Her sister Gigi is a model as well. They're on every magazine. I feel like possible you open up social media, you're going to see their face. They're very, very beautiful, recognizable girls. However, they generally keep their private lives private. They don't say much about, you know, who they're dating and what's going on. And I think that it has served them well because they definitely stay out of the public eye in terms of scandals and and things of that nature. However, it was reported that Bella and The Weeknd are back together after they were seen getting cozy at an after party for the Met Gala. And this kind of fueled rumors, but some people were like, I don't know, because previously they had been friends. So people weren't sure if, you know what, are they just friends? Like, what's going on? Okay, it's something we'll keep an eye on. Well, fast forward to last week. They were in Cannes for work that Bella was doing. Kendall Jenner was there as well, and so was Gigi Hadid. All of them were there together. That's their little friend group. And a photo came out of Bella and The Weeknd kissing. And this caused such an uproar because they had broken up. The weekend had gone on to date Selena Gomez. Bella was rumored to have been with a few different people. And it, this has been a significant time. They have been broken up for almost two years. So people were shocked that they were back together, or at least it was assumed that they were back together based on this picture. And of course, when you have situations like this happening, it always feels an argument, even though technically this is not anyone's relationship, but theirs. However, we love to throw our two cents in as I'm getting ready to do. So a lot of people were upset that they were back together and you know people felt like okay well you know what if you break up then it's over you should just move on whatever whatever. I definitely disagree with that and if you'll recall when I talked about Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber breaking up at first I was like no they need to stay broken up like it's this is not good they had a tumultuous relationship they got back together. However in this situation with Bella and The Weeknd I am allowed to change my mind and that's exactly what I'm doing and for some reason this just 
just feels right to me. And as I was reflecting on relationships in general, in terms of when you break up with someone and, and you get back together a year later, two years later, whatever the situation can be, it really made me think that, you know what, if people who love each other can spend that much time apart, you know, explore other options, explore other people and realize that that person wasn't right for them, like the person that they've been separated with for two years, that person feels right for them and they can get back together and pick up like they never left, then you know what? They should be able to be together and just live their life because obviously there's something really real there and the relationship wasn't finished. And it's okay to take breaks in between if something's not right and something's not working. And that's what they did. Love made them find their way back to each other. And so this is definitely a different situation and I'm changing my mind and I'm happy for them personally. I think that you should love whoever you want to love. And if you want to break up 10 times and get back together, that's your business. And you know, I wish you the best of luck either way. So regardless of what a lot of people are saying, I'm happy for Bella and The weekend. I think that they're a really cute couple and I wish them the best. And I hope that people can kind of have the same realization that I had, that just because you break up doesn't mean that the relationship is done forever. It's just in the dirt, buried, that's it. A lot of times people come back to each other and that's just the funny way that love works sometimes. And I couldn't be happier for the two. So I wish them luck and we are going to move on to the second topic, which involves my girl Cardi B and the very, very problematic Azalea Banks. And if you don't know who Azalea Banks is, she is a self-proclaimed rapper. She has put out some songs here and there. However, she is most known for trolling other celebrities. That's kind of how she came to fame, sort of, and then she raps on the side, I guess. But basically, Azalea goes after other women in the industry. She critiques Cardi B, Beyonce, even 14-year-old Sky Jackson, which is crazy because Azalea is a grown adult. However, like I said, her latest victim is Cardi B, and there was a whole blow up on Instagram. It ended with Cardi B deleting her Instagram completely and putting her Twitter on private. So let me break it down for you and tell you exactly what happened. So Azalea Banks went on The Breakfast Club and had a long, long interview. I watched most of it. And basically the interviewer asked her if she had called Cardi B an illiterate rat. Yes, those were her words. She indeed called Cardi B an illiterate rat, which is so disrespectful, so crazy for one artist to another artist to say something so crazy like that, like just disrespectful. I don't even think I can put into words how rude something like that is to say. However, she said it. And when they asked her to elaborate on it, she gave this very sort of philosophical answer saying that she feels like Cardi B isn't a good representation of who black women are. She felt like in 2016, Beyonce came out with Lemonade and people really started to understand what a black woman is, what their culture is like. And people were starting to be proud and show recognition to black women. And these are all the words of Azalea. This is her saying this, not me. And she went on to say, then this height kind of came down and then artists like Cardi B started showing up and giving basically black women a bad name all over again. Well, you can imagine how problematic this would be. And she went on to say that, you know, if people like Nicki Minaj were to be quote unquote illiterate like Cardi B was, they would be trolled. They wouldn't be taken seriously. Yet people are out here taking Cardi B seriously and she wants to know why. And she feels like she has to call Cardi B out. Well, this didn't sit well with Cardi B, obviously. She's at the height of her career. She's so successful. So the two got into it over Instagram. And what Cardi spoke out and said was, I'm from the hood. I speak how I speak. I am who I am. I didn't choose to be famous. People chose me. People followed me on Instagram and the people gave me a platform to introduce my talent. She went on to say, I never asked to be an example or a role model. I don't want to change my ways 
because I'm famous. That's why I just mind my business. This is coming from a woman that bleached her skin but wants to advocate. Goodbye. I'm not apologizing because of who I am. And after Cardi came out and said this statement, she completely deleted her social medias. Like I said, her Instagram was gone. Her Twitter was privated. And the crazy thing to me about this is I feel like Cardi B portrays herself to be so strong and just not to care. And obviously her statement that she had put out reflects that same attitude. So I personally was a little bit shocked when she deleted her Instagram, especially because like I said a few weeks earlier, if you tuned in, Cardi B communicates with her fans through Instagram. Her social media is her life and that's how her fans get to come and see her. She's always posting. She's very, very good with keeping people up to date on her life via her social media. So for this one thing that someone said to cause her to shut down, basically her lifeline between her and her fans was kind of shocking to me. I didn't think that she would do that, especially because she always talks about how she never wants to let haters bring her down. She's that strong woman. She wants to be strong for herself, for her family. And then something like this happens. And Cardi is very, very pregnant. I want to remind everybody. And she actually officially stopped touring until after she has the baby. And so I wonder if she's just deleting her social media because she's like, I don't need this stress. I don't want this. I'm getting ready to have a baby very soon. You know, it's definitely a hard enough situation as it is. So when you add people on and you add social media fights, it can be a lot. I can definitely see how it can be a lot. It just makes a lot of people wonder, you know, okay, wait, when is her social media coming back? Is everything okay? A lot of her fans have been trying to communicate their sadness to her about her not being on social media anymore and they're asking her to come back. So this is definitely a situation that we're going to have to watch and see where this goes. And I will definitely update you guys if anything changes, if this situation evolves anymore. But that is actually going to do it for me this week. Thank you for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye. We are your pets and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say, we want you to be okay. Enroll, we say, take care, people, for goodness sake. Health insurance is now affordable and covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. up y'all it's your girl amira coming back with another episode of generation radio to give you all things hip-hop and pop culture now last week you didn't hear from me i was busy handling midterms and things of that nature but i'm back and we got a lot of good news going on especially in regards to hip-hop first topic drake is going on tour once again and i said this as well i actually predicted this i said that if he was going to release an album it would be in june And if he was going to go on tour, it was going to be in June as well. If you haven't heard by now, Drake is releasing an album in June. It's going to be titled Scorpion. Not really sure what that's referencing or what he wants it to symbolize. Maybe it's like there's a lot of snakes. I don't know. When I think of scorpions, I think of something that's going to bite you. So excited to see that. That's going to be coming out next month. Now, if you're wondering what Drake has decided to call this tour, It is going to go by Aubrey and the Three Amigos. 
Now, it sounds pretty corny when you say it out loud, but I'm very excited. It's Drake and the Migos. The Migos have had a very successful year. Drake seems like he always has a good year, even though he didn't release an album this year, which he will next month. You know, he's on a lot of singles, a lot of features, just still making himself relevant to hype up for next month. The tour is going to span five months and then it's going to end in Atlanta with two shows. Of course, it has to end in Atlanta. That's where the Migos are from. Drake has a lot of respect for Atlanta, obviously, that whole down south area. So after we hear the album and then we see, you know, how that plays out, we'll know if this tour is going to be lit or not. I honestly think it probably will be lit. Speaking of one of his singles, he just released, well, not technically his single, but he's featured on it. And if you know Drake, anytime he does a feature, he's always the first person you have to hear in the feature. If we're being honest, it just becomes Drake's song. So he has a song with Little Baby called Yes Indeed. According to Drake's lyrics, it was produced by Wayne. And I'm just going off of what he said in the song. I like the song. I think it's going to be a really big hit. Maybe not as big as Drake's um, God's Plan or Nice For What, but I think it's going to be a nice little vibe that's just going to stay around. Definitely for the summer. It has a nice bounce to it. I'm really feeling the beat. So that's just making me more excited for next month, as well as all these announcements. And he's been posting some little subtle stuff on his Instagram as well. So just raising that hype for what's coming next month. Next month is going to be so busy. There's so much coming out from all of the Kanye West projects that he says he's is coming out. And then on top of that, you have Drake. Nicki Minaj said that she's releasing something. It's a lot, but I'm ready for it. Speaking of Kanye West, though, he recently posted to Twitter because, you know, he's always on Twitter nowadays. He posted the track list for him and Kid Cudi's collaboration album. Um, if you don't know, they have a collaboration album coming next month. The title for it is supposed to be Kids See Ghosts. Not sure what that's all about. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some nice vibes on that. Maybe more so on the Kid Cudi side. I don't think we're going to get any of that old Kanye back, especially with the way that Kanye has been acting. Not going to comment on that, though. But if you know, you know. The only reason we still rocking with Kanye right now is because of the old Kanye. And that's all I'm going to say. But basically in the track list, if you look at the video, the song titles include Feel the Love, Ghost Town, Reborn, and a few other tracks lists that I can't really read just because the it's handwritten and my eyes aren't that great but from the looks of it I honestly don't really know what to get I, I I don't even like judging track lists honestly the only time I'll really judge a track list is if it has like people who are featured on it and I'm like okay so we're gonna expect to see this person I'm wanting to see like what that collaboration sounds like but like when it's just names I don't really know what we're supposed to get from a track list but other than that it's got people excited for it, and that's all that matters. There's a lot of people, though, that have been doubting whether or not all these albums that Kanye West is predicting is going to come out, but we're just going to have to wait and see. June is literally two weeks away, and we'll just go from there. But since I'm speaking on Kanye West, and I referenced the old Kanye West, the one who was all about, you know, the empowerment of black people and whatnot, let's talk about Childish Gambino. He's obviously been a huge topic of conversation lately his song this is america i like the song this is america i love the video there's so much symbolism in that video that it's like i've watched it so many times and i listen to the song a lot of times too and just like try and like listen to the lyrics as well and 
replay the video in my head to think like, okay, what does he really mean? And I like that Childish Gambino is letting this song be open to your own interpretation. Like he's not going to tell you what he meant. He said what he said. He shared it with you. Now you need to dissect it and see, okay, what do you think? And there's a lot of theories. Some of them, I believe some of them, I'm like, I didn't really see it, but that's what you see. So that's a nice theory to hear. Other than that, I feel like Childish Gambino is getting what he wants. And that's just the conversation. And it's always good to have conversation. But one of the main reasons I'm bringing up Childish Gambino is because his song, This Is America, is number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And that's according to chart data. And that's interesting because obviously Drake has had the number one spot for a few weeks. So to see that a song this empowering that has so much to it than just the song like you have to really look at the video you have to look at the dance moves you have to look at what he's saying what's going on behind him to really understand what he's trying to say i know when i first watched it i didn't see a lot of things like i didn't notice that a person had fell or according to some people he didn't even fall he jumped i didn't see that at first i've seen the white horse at first but i didn't know what it meant and then like the pose he did, it's just so much. It's a great video and it's definitely sending a message. This is America and it's up to you to really just say, what do you consider America to be? And just do that deep dive into the video. Switching gears a little bit, Spike Lee's Jordan Peele produced Black Klansman finally has released a trailer. Now, if you don't know, this movie is about the first black detective in Colorado who is trying to infiltrate the KKK. And by doing that, he is using one of his fellow officers to help him infiltrate the KKK. Because obviously, if you're black, you can't infiltrate the KKK. He's using him to do that. This is based on a true story, and it features Ron Stallworth, who's from Ballers. And we also have Flip Zimmerman. I'm really interested to see what this movie has to offer because one, Jordan Peele, he made Get Out. And that's like a real life horror film. And then you have Spike Lee, well-respected. He gave us Malcolm X. He gave us School Days. She's Gotta Have It. He's just a legend when it comes to movies. So seeing these two come together, especially at a time right now with a movie called Black Klansman, I'm interested. I really want to know what this movie is about. I want to see how it goes. Very optimistic for it. Really interested to see what these two have to do. You have a young director, producer, who's sort of fresh in the game. Not really, but he's not as old as Spike Lee, who's well-seasoned, but at the same time, maybe doesn't know how to connect to the newer audience right now. So this will be a nice pair. Black Klansman is expected to come out August 10th. And from there, we will see if this is a flop or if it lives up to Get Out's name. It might not even be anything like Get Out, actually. From the trailer I've seen, it seems like a little bit really more on the comedy side. Not any horror-related stuff. It is a true story. It definitely needs to be told right. Getting into my last topic. Now, everybody knows Nas and Khalees. They've been going through some child support battles for a little bit and TMZ recently got a hold of Nas's finances. I personally do not like to get involved when people are going through the whole child support thing like that's their business but according to reports um, Nas is giving Khalees at least $8,000 a month in 
for Khalees, she is saying that that is not enough anymore. So they're in a battle. And with the battle, it gets really ugly. His documents are, well, public information. And I honestly don't even want to say what's on those documents. Just know we know how much he makes. We know how much he's spending. We know how much he got in his bank account right now. And I don't even want anybody knowing that about me. And I don't make nowhere near a million. So I can just understand how he feels. But that's what's going on right now with Nas. Um, if there's some good news for Nas, let's just say um, he's supposed to release an album next month that Kanye West produced. And interested in hearing that more so than interested in hearing about his child support drama that he got going on. But you have to report it. It's big news, especially since a lot of people might want to clown him. I don't know. That's a lot of money to me based on the numbers that I saw. But for somebody like, you know, a billionaire, they're probably like, wow. Other than that, Nas is still a legend. He's still that guy. He still made Illmatic, Stillmatic. And on that note, I'm going to end it right there. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Generation Radio. I'm Amira to give you all things hip hop and pop culture. You're listening to University of Oregon's one and only campus radio station, KWVA 88.1 Wonderful. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it locked here, folks. What's up, Eugene? It's coming up next. What's up, Eugene? I'm so glad you have chosen to tune in to season two of my show. If you are sleeping on season one, you can find it on KWVA's website, but please stick around and see what this is all about. I'm your host, reporter, researcher, editor, and producer, Elle Myers. (laughs) It's still more or less a one-girl show over here, but like I say, I can't have creative differences with myself, now can I? What's Up Eugene is designed to help you figure out what there is to do in and around University of Oregon, beyond frat parties and football tailgates. Last week, I visited the Bijou Theater. It was a perfect rainy day activity, but this week, I thought I might try something a little bit more active. After some research, I found Get Air Eugene. It's an indoor trampoline park out in West Eugene. Now, I didn't grow up here, so it was news to me that Eugene had a trampoline park. But the more I worked for this segment, the more I realized there's stuff to do, which, to be fair, was my original point in starting this show. But anyway, Get Air looks sort of like a warehouse from the outside. It's nestled next to other inconspicuous businesses. The sign was low enough to the ground that I nearly missed the turnoff although I probably should have been wearing my glasses. When I walked inside, I realized just how big a place this was. There were party rooms, multiple foam pits, and hundreds of square feet of trampoline, not to mention a designated dodgeball area and ninja course. The employees wear striped referee jerseys so they can be seen easily. They're also called lifeguards, which I thought was kind of funny considering there's no water. I brought a few friends from the station since I figured I would be too busy recording to jump around myself, so you'll hear them a little later in the segment. Before you can jump, you have to sign a waiver to acknowledge the danger of trampolining, and little ones under the age of 12 need parent supervision. I was assured that people rarely get hurt when they're jumping by Jarris, who's one of the shift managers there. 
Uh, my name is Jarris Johnson, and I'm a shift lead here at Get Air. So, I mean, I got hired here pretty soon after we opened, and then I've had the job ever since. Jarris has been working at Get Air for about two years. Uh, my friend was working here, and, uh, <clears throat> and she said it was a really cool environment, and she said all of the coworkers were really nice. She said the boss was really cool, uh, and so I was like, cool, let's do it. Jarris does a lot of two major tasks. Uh, a lot of checking people in. Um, that's making sure they have waivers, making sure that they have grip socks on their feet, um, doing lots of good customer service, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and then beyond that, if I'm not checking people in, I'm a lifeguard up on deck, which means that we're just keeping jumpers safe. But when he's not doing his managerial tasks, he gets to talk to people. I think the best is when you have a really good customer. Uh, and they're having a great time, and you connect really well, uh, and you get a little bit, I feel like working here, you kind of tend to get a little piece of everybody's life story, because oftentimes you have parents who are just watching their kids jump, uh, and so they have nothing to do for like an hour and a half, so naturally they'll come up and ask you questions and all that kind of stuff, and you, and <clears throat> as long as you're a good talker and you have, and you have good questions back, um, you get to learn a lot about a lot of people, I feel like, which is really cool. And I feel like that's really rewarding. This surprised me a little. Who knew that an employee at a trampoline park would get close to the regulars? But that's just what happened. Here's Jarris again. He came in one time and we really connected, uh, just talking, just vibing really well. And uh, we both did music. Uh, we both play music. And, uh, and, I, and I told him to go check out my music online and he said he would. And then he came in again uh, and I kind of, you know, I kind of nagged him about it and he said he hadn't checked it out and whatever. And he said he promised he would go check it out. So then he went home uh, and he came back, uh, some random shift, and I still hadn't gotten any of his contact info or anything. Um, and he came back and said he listened to it. Uh, and then we actually arranged a day to like hang out and jam, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then that's blossomed to a really cool friendship. I got lucky. I actually got to talk to Jairus's favorite customer. His name is Eric. Uh, my name is Eric with a K and my last name is House, like you live in. If I had a nickel for every time I said that. Like Jarris said, the two bonded over music. Uh, and uh, next thing you know, we, I was like, it, it piqued my interest. And I said, well, if you ever want to jam, uh, come to find out he's an amazing drummer, too. Uh, he can play the piano. I uh, sing like a bird. I mean, he, just uber talented that way. And on top of that, he's, he's a kind and considerate person. And that's right, right in my ballpark. So uh, next thing you know, I'm his bass player. Cool. That's a pretty rare thing, I feel like, is to like, uh, meet a customer and connect with them really well and then have a friendship beyond work. I was starting to realize that there was more to this trampoline park than just springs and foam pits. The people working here aren't apathetic about their jobs. This is Yossi. Hi, I'm Yossi from Get Air. She's been working at Get Air for about a year. Um, I really love working with kids. Um, it's a really fun environment. Uh, all the employees are super, super nice. Get Air is really great, but like all jobs, the employees sometimes have to deal with things they don't want to. Here's Jairus again. Uh, my least favorite part about uh, Get Air is occasionally um, you'll have a situation where uh, kids will maybe get a little emotional about a dodgeball game, something like that, uh, and you have to go in and <laughs> make sure no fights happen, <clears throat> make sure nothing dangerous is going on. Um, and I feel like kind of clearing up the trouble is sometimes uh, something that can happen because when you have a lot of kids, in a <coughs> packed environment and there's lots of energy and everybody's uh, you know, playing dodgeball or being physical or whatever, uh, it can get a little dicey sometimes and we have to get in there and break it up and make sure it's safe for everybody. So that's something that 
can be a burden, but I think it's ultimately rewarding if you do it correctly. Yossi said something pretty similar in response to that question. Probably dealing with injuries. It's kind of one of those things that you don't like doing, but that's kind of what you're here for. Get Air is meant for kids of all ages. In fact, Yossi says... Um, so you can bring any like kid of any age. Um, usually the kids who actually are jumping and not crawling are like one, but um, yeah, you can bring anybody in here. So I would be remiss if I didn't talk to at least one kid for this segment. As you can imagine, it was a little difficult to find one that wasn't actively bouncing or struggling to get out of a foam pit, but my timing was good. Meet Eric with a C. He's son of Eric with a K, who you heard from earlier. Here he is talking about what he likes about Get Air. I usually just hang out at Foos, and then uh, last time I was here, I usually just go and try and find some new friends to hang out with them. That's usually all I really do. He explains that his favorite activity there is dodgeball, and he goes on to tell me about his future plans at Get Air. Uh, what's your favorite part? Probably dodgeball. Yes, I've been improving. I've come to a birthday party here once, and I want to do my birthday party here, so we'll have to see how that turns out. Do you have a trampoline at home? No, I do not. So all my practice is done here on trampolines. The Saturday I visited Get Air with a few of my friends, it was mostly kids jumping. But I was told that on Friday nights, they have a DJ that plays music to attract an older crowd. And I think it's worth mentioning that they all had a great time, even without a DJ. All right, fun front flip, try one. Oh, oh, oh. Thing he just did, but better. Oh. Yeah, you count it off. I'm gonna start running though. Yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned before, this week I was hoping to find a rainy day activity that was more active, and I sure found it. Here are some things to keep in mind if you're planning a visit to get air. You have to buy these grippy socks to bounce, but you get to keep them and they're pretty inexpensive. You have to sign a waiver acknowledging that you know jumping can be dangerous and be prepared to break a sweat. I didn't realize it at first, but you're basically jumping and climbing and running for an hour and a half straight. I had a really good time recording this week's segment, so I'd like to give a special thanks to Jaris and Yossi, the two employees at Get Air that agreed to be interviewed, to Eric with a C and Eric with a K, who are both great interviewees. And last but not least, my friends who you heard at the very end there, Katie, Connor, and Amy.